everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pencil Problems. In this episode, we take a page from the current events. Nick and I really just talk about this amazing demo that Google released and really how it's the beginning of the end and robots are going to take all our jobs <laughs> and potentially just take over the world. So that's basically where this conversation went. We think it's pretty interesting and we explore a lot of cool ideas. So uh, yeah, this is Pencil Problems. hard for us to sit down and talk about anything tech related without bringing up the the 500 pound gorilla in the room this week which was the google io demo that uh they showed off the google assistant this new feature that the google assistant has have you have you seen this i'm sure you've seen this yo this shit is crazy okay so Um... tell tell our tell our six listeners what what you saw and why you think it's crazy so they basically have an ai that was able like a live demo so i don't know actually you know when you watch these keynotes you don't know how much of this is kind of canned or not canned but it they said it was like a live recording of this conversation where they have an ai call and try to book an appointment for a hair salon for a hair appointment and they call it's a very human voice which is scary in itself um, because if this person called me i would definitely not think it was a robot and now google also allows you to you can get i think john legend's voice on your <laughs> replace it <with> google <laughs> assistant as well now um which is which is which is super crazy because all this is just generated and they take i guess a sample of the voice and then from there extrapolate out to um you know uh, full sentences of what this person's voice would sound like anyway they call they make the reservation reservation for the hair salon for the hair appointment and it's not even the task of doing it which was really obviously really complex and cool but it was the nuances so she's like oh i yeah can i just make an appointment and they'll, uh, the the lady was like oh just let me check check uh, and see if there's availability and the robot was like mhm mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like the yeah, like like the little like ums and and like pauses and yeah. uh, almost like they're thinking. Yeah, like they just got that the, the nuances of that the communication so down. And then they had the other task after of like booking a reservation at like a restaurant or something. And that interaction was just way more complex because they asked for like a table of four, uh, or was it like? They, they asked for a table of four or something. They switched it. They said, no, no, it's a table of five. They say, they come back and say, like, oh, there's no table available. Um, but, you know, when are you coming? Oh, I'm coming Wednesday. Oh, if you come on Wednesday, no problem. You don't have to line up. It's just, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll be fine. And it's it's just like, it's crazy because you would imagine that if it's a robot, you program specific kind of um, conversation paths that it, it would go but in a real human conversation, it just dips and, and turns and goes different ways. And that's kind of how the reservation went with the with um, the restaurant. Because they went from a table of four to like five to like, we don't accommodate, make reservations for that size to like, it's a weekday. And the AI was able to fully understand that and, you know, still carry forward. And for Google, what they were suggesting was like, 
um, you know, when you use your phone, you know, this is like to- some total black mirror shit, really, because when you're talking to your phone and you say like, uh, hey, Google, make a reservation at um, Pizza Nova or something. Basically, when you do that call, that request in the back, they're going to get a robot that sounds like a human to call like Pizza Nova or whatever to make that reservation. Um, so it's it's just wild man it's so wild but it has so many questions and um potential consequences of this like like everyone knows the ai this is kind of where ai is and where it's going but it's another thing to actually see how close this is yeah and i mean like i've been i was blown away when i when i watched it and i uh you and i've been reading this book uh, Life 3.0 by uh, Max Tegmark, which is a phenomenal book that kind of explores all this AI stuff. So I feel like I've been primed on a lot of this because I think the I read it a few months ago and it, it just seems like every week there's some new advancement, just like this guy's predicting is going to happen really for the next kind of 50, 100 years. And, but here, okay, what I find interesting is there's been a really weird reaction a very polarizing, very, a very American polarizing reaction mm-hmm. to this where I'd say there's, okay, do, do you think more people are, okay, what do you think the reaction is from most people? If you were to poll like all of America kind of thing? Yeah, I guess like, like or just if you had to take the temperature right now of the zeitgeist around this demo are like you, you, you mentioned the words black mirror, you mentioned creepy, like, are you, are you like, do you think people are kind of scared of this or, or kind of, um, yeah, like, I think, like, I, I think more, more scared in, in my, in my opinion, that would be my, my guess if we were so, to yeah, take a pulse. Okay. So here's why, here's why I, I think that everyone just needs to calm the fuck down with, with this whole, I mean, because there, there's been two reactions from that that I've seen in my in my newsfeed and on Twitter. One is this whole like, oh, of course, Google, you know, all these bros just they're so fucking lazy they can't even pick up the phone and call someone. They had to design a robot to do it for them. What lazy, privileged um, Silicon Valley elite, you know, they're. they're like d- does does the does this person on the other end of the phone even have feelings like don't they deserve to know they're talking to a robot like you're you're using this person as a part of your API like the, this is the reaction that a lot of even like programmers are having then you have this mm-hmm. other reaction of like oh my god this is like passing the turing test this thing is sentient um yeah. like this is this is it this is like google has strong ai and they're just showing their cards one at a time and I I think that okay, we don't know if they have this strong AI. So just really quickly, if you don't know what that is, strong AI is like the AI you see in in movies. Like this is something you can just talk to. It, it no it's smarter than humans. It can problem solve, it can it can accomplish a goal. The kind of scary AI versus the AI on your iPhone that says, "Oh, did you mean this instead of this?" which is not strong AI. That's like a domain specific AI. So 
the reason why everyone needs to calm down is because Google is a research company. Everything that they do is focused on academia, PhD research. And to me, what they've done here is they've taken a really con like a constrained domain of booking something over the phone, whether it's a reservation or a haircut, and they've done an incredible amount of, of AI work on this where they've got text-to-speech completely nailed because you know that this thing is probably doing text-to-speech. And then then they're, they have some kind of a semantic engine that is saying, okay, here's the, here's the words I got back. What does that mean? Does that mean that I can do X or Y? It's not like a, a, a phone tree where it says, if they say this, go here. If they say that, go there. It, it can't be because it's, it's dealing with this new information, right? Like you said, the, it, you're throwing obstacles at it. And it has a goal and it's accomplishing the goal. So this is a really amazing thing. But to to think that this is not just limited to this one area right now, we have no evidence against it. And it it just, it I don't know, to me, there's no reaction other than this is amazing. You have this really strong research company doing cutting edge research and they chose to release it at a massive Google I.O. as kind of a dick-waving exercise, I think, to Amazon and and Apple saying, you can talk about market share and all this stuff, but there's only one company that is going to win this AI race, and it's us. And, you know, you guys can go whatever, but like, so to me, it was just one of these kind of, Amazing moments in computer science. I think we'll remember this. I really mm -hmm. feel like this will go down as the time shit started getting weird. Because remember, mm -hmm. like you said, if they can do it for her, this this robot voice, they can do it for John Legend. They can do it for no, Barack the Obama. John Legend stuff. It, it's 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 on your phone. Well, there you go. I mean, they can do it for Donald Trump. I mean, the we're now getting into that room or that that realm where you won't be able to trust audio. Uh -oh. This, uh, you know, this podcast could be, we could just be two Google AIs talking to each other. So I don't no, know. I feel like it, everyone's the, just got the John their... Legend thing is, is real. Like if you download the Google assistant, you can just swap it. Well, to well, like John that, Legend's yeah, but, voice. But, but, but that's what I mean. Like we're, and it's, but I'm saying it's only going to get, um, Oh, weirder. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just going to get weirder and weirder. And then people are talking about, yeah, like to me, the the best reactions to this are the people who can just see right where all the problems are, and they think of all these restaurants in New York that it's impossible to get a reservation for, and they're basically just going to turn off their phone. Like, like once this thing ships and more mm -hmm. than a hundred people in New York have it, they're just going to have to turn off their phones. They're just not going to have phones anymore because the people are just going to berate it with their Google assistants and and then there, there's probably going to be some other company that designs an answering machine that can talk to the Google assistant and can, you'll have these two AIs negotiating. So again, that's why, like, I think people saying that this is going to change the fabric of our, no, people are just going to turn off their phones and no, restaurants so, will not answer the phone. So I think this is why it's creepy because like immediately after this, uh, happened at Google I.O. I sent it to my brother. He he was like, my brother is like a more of a business person. He's in the financial industry. And he's like, this is why Trump is in power. And he's like, 
you know, you have the, the, the populist vote right now. And these people are just scared because all their jobs are kind of being automated out or it's getting moved to China or and this is just another that next step of that even getting worse. So when I saw the video, my first reaction, obviously, well, this is super cool. But then immediately after, I'm like, wow, this is kind of bad in some ways, because it means basically this once this gets to a stable enough place and it's mainstream, that means anybody who is like a receptionist is kind of going to get at some point automated out by by a robot. Anybody who is like a general personal assistant is going to get automated out by a robot. Any telemarketer automated by a robot. You have all these jobs that are, you have humans that are using voice to connect people. All of those jobs are gone. And that is kind of scary in some ways for a lot of people in like America. Yeah, that's fair. But, but I mean, are you, I mean, yeah, I, and I don't, it's, it's easy for me to say, um, that's progress because I, that's what I think. I mean, that's, that's. Mm -hmm. To me, the the right answer is that yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's um, and and believe me, I feel no, I am not safe at all. I've seen, I think we talked about this on an episode. I've seen the marketing tools that even something like AdWords is shipping with now, mm -hmm. and yeah, the the AI is going to outmarket me uh, any day. There will be a button one day where yeah. you publish your app to the App Store, and then there's a button that says market my app. And you yep. press it and you put yep. in money and that's it. And you walk away. And the whole industry of growth and this and this and this, I mean, there might be niche kind of things there, but the, the bread and butter is going to be gone. So no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm talking in, in five, five to 10 years. I'm not talking in 20 years here. So mm -hmm. um, I, I say this knowing full well that I could be next and um, and again, I know what you could say, you know, I, you know, a lot of receptionists don't maybe have, uh, the same kind of education. They might not have the same opportunities. People in the marketing field or in that but, tech field, they have, they have way more opportunities. So I, I get all that. I, but I but this is, but this is only like the, the tip of the iceberg, obviously. Right. Like once, once the robot's able to communicate and they can book something sure that's like a very specific task and you can argue that you know you used to have humans like book travel and now you just go through expedia or you know yeah. kayak yeah. or something and this is just that next next step right but just think about how many things that a humans interact on like even if you imagine like even um you know if a thing is smart enough and this they talk about in life 3.0 a bit but like a lawyer a judge um, you know, even like to a certain extent, like social workers and stuff, like all these things can be in some ways automated out by a robot now, right? If if yeah. if, if if this conversational uh, comprehension is really, really, really like um, as as it's kind of sold as, or you know, uh, if it really is sentient, it's gonna it's gonna take all that over. Yeah, but 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 again, but I think you can just keep playing the, hey, where are all the scribes? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Where where are all the scribes? 100%. Oh, these 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 damn typewriters that took the that took the jobs away from the scribes. Hundred percent. And then, then where you know, so I mean, yeah. eventually this is going to happen. I think 
the crazy shit that's going to be different in our generation because yeah. I'm a total believer in this, the idea that even though things look like it's uh, a linear kind of slope, you know, like imagine a line just like gradually getting higher and higher. Mm -hmm. We're actually at the beginning of an exponential. So yes, yes. And, and that's the scary part. Yeah. So instead of it being like every 50 years, there's something like this. It's literally going to be like every two weeks, there's going to be some new thing. And then, oh my God, self-driving cars have actually reached a thing. Okay. Truck drivers, they're gone now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, um, hey, so Google actually created another AI for restaurants because mm -hmm. all the restaurants turned off their phones. So now we don't even have phones anymore. These two AIs just negotiate your schedules. Mm -hmm. And yeah, every assistant, every uh, person who has to schedule and coordinate logistics, they're gone too. Mm -hmm. um, Expedia is actually gone too because all you have to say is, hey, Google, I want to go to Disney World next week. And then it just figures out what to do. And just says, okay, here you go. I've got you the best price. And everything's booked. All your restaurants, all your hotels. Um, and even companies like Expedia can be automated. And maybe they'll be providing the layer. But they're, they're not going to have a website. They're not going to have a flashy yep. marketing campaign. Like, th that's all gone. Um, but, like, yeah. And But what this ends up leading to is, like, you're going to have, like, the ultra, ultra rich who are running these companies with all robots as the workers. So you're going to have this even bigger kind of divide between rich, rich and poor. In, in, in like, if I kind of project forward, I'm like, I, that's what it feels like would happen logically. Well, then this is where the whole universal basic income idea yeah. kind of kicks in, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. Do you start to share the wealth of this of these of these robots? Can you share that with everybody? And yeah. and I mean, uh, Elon Musk. If you Google him plus universal basic income, and again, you got to take everything he kind of says with a big big old grain of salt too. But he, with some pretty compelling back of the napkin math, just in the auto industry alone, because that's one he knows, just walks through that. It's not crazy that if everything was automated and our cars picked us up and there were no truck drivers and there were no this, you could basically pay everybody in America like something crazy like $85,000 a year and there would still be trillions of dollars of surplus because of mm. the efficiencies that the robots were providing. So like you could you could live on a like you could give it's not like welfare where you're giving people, you know, 13 to 25,000 dollars a year it's like no you could you could just pay for people to you know like eight, 85 grand a year uh, or whatever mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty um but but hang on before we go down the that because i'm i'm mm. not qualified enough to talk about universal basic income um but so and i'll try to do this as quickly as i can for people who haven't read life 3.0 but at the beginning of the book um he goes through this kind of hypothetical company and this group in the company that he calls the Omegas who end up creating this AI. And he walks through this really interesting chain of how so very wild. quickly this AI can start to like make money for itself by doing these tasks online that it can do way better than humans. And then it starts funding its own upgrades and it tells the humans what machines to buy so that it can start building its own circuits. And then it just kind of gets out of the box and takes over the world. So here's a question though. There's 
But it, what's scary about it? It's actually plausible. When they walk through it, you're like, oh yeah, okay. No, no. Every they start with step mechanical of the way. Turk. That makes Every sense. Every step of the way, you're like, yep, 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 yep. They they oh start designing God. their own. They, <laughs> they start designing their own game because yep. they 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 do the math. They figure out which is the most optimal game that's going to make the most money. They figure out what markets it's going to go to. It just it's so plausible when well, they no, walk the, through the it. One, the, the one that's crazy is where they they kind of create their own Netflix. Yeah, because because they can. So the idea is that it'll look at all these videos that are doing really really well. It'll create kind of Pixar like movies where it it can just animate all the actors themselves. It can figure out the right structure of a story based on all the best sellers and best like best hits, and then it just creates these like hit after hit after hit after hit, and all that money just gets funneled into its own hardware and its own software upgrades. And anyway, if you haven't read this or if you're not into this stuff, you might be like thinking this is all crazy sci-fi bullshit. But here, here's my question. So Tegmark, Max Tegmark, the guy who wrote this, has confirmed that he was talking about Google. And to give you a bit of a history here, um, Elon Musk is very scared of Google, because he's really good friends with uh, Larry Page, Larry, the CEO of Google, or Alphabet now, or whatever, the, the parent company. And the, the legend goes that they had this, like, I don't know, a weekend away kind of thing, or there was this, like, group of them that went up to Tahoe and, you know, started talking about the future. And Elon got really scared after that conversation and started talking about... Um, AI safety and investing in AI safety. He started this other company called Neuralink, which gets the least press out of his 55,000 companies. But it's this idea of this brain interface that you would put into your brain. This is not science fiction. Like he's actually doing this. It's a piece of hardware that will sit inside your brain that will prevent um, AIs that to like um, it. It's like an interface between you and the AIs, but it's also to kind of protect you from the AIs. It's really weird. Anyway, mm. so the the idea is that a lot of these rich people know that Google sees a world where everything we just talked about not only sounds great, but they're actually kind of working towards. So I just want to get your opinion on this. I mean, let's say that you did have like let's say that Google is way more ahead than they are letting on. Let's say they're they're like five years more ahead. They're just going to start dripping these releases to us. Like, do you think that they've had this for a lot longer than they actually have had it? And do you think there is more stuff behind the curtain that they could show us, but they kind of know they can't because it's too much. It's It would be too much too fast. So oh, for, for sure, man. But, you know, from what I read, though, even the duplex stuff isn't perfect. It's pretty good. But they do have humans there that are correcting, that are jumping in when the when the robot gets confused. Um, but it's so it's not perfect. And it, I think from what I read, it's they say it's good for these specific tasks. But, um, you know, if you started talking about, uh, I don't know, sports or something, it would just be a little bit more confused. So right, right. That, that that's what they say. But I promise you, somewhere in Google, they have a, something that's a way, way closer. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, I think the 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 conspiracy guy in me wants to think that uh, 
because again, like imagine. So here's here's the thing that I, I find interesting, and I and maybe to go back on my earlier comments, I can sort of see where some criticism is, or like just some hey, this is cool, but ah, oh, you guys are so stupid. Like this thing is really cool if you're the only person in the world that has it. Mm-hmm. Okay, like. Or, or, or to your point, if only this like elite class of people has it. So by giving it to everybody, it kind of ruins the party because there's what, 500 million Android phones out there. So next year when this update comes out or, or tomorrow or whenever the hell it gets released, mm-hmm. everybody now has access to this thing. So, and a lot of people are going to use it, but people probably use it and don't even know they're using it. Because like you said, they're just going to ask for, uh, Google's going to say, hey, did you know I can book you a haircut? Yeah. like, what? No way. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Google, I want a haircut next week. Cool. Where do you want it from? Uh, this place. And then it's doing this. You don't even know it's doing this. You don't even know it's doing it. So, but that's going to ruin the party because I, I don't know. I just feel like every time you get a call from something, you're going to either, you're just going to assume it's an AI now. And I think that it'll change the way businesses do stuff on the phone. Like, like I don't think that, am mm-hmm. I crazy there? Like, I just think that everyone's going to unplug their phones or well, the, yeah. the next, the next evolution is just that they're the people answering on their end are going to have like another Google assistant and they're going to have right. some sort of network where they're just communicating directly with each other. Yeah, because at that point, then why even have the assistant? You don't even need. Yeah, then no, you don't need even you need just voice. have this API yeah. that just talks yeah. to each other, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but again, like that's why I think a lot of this is just—it's just a really sexy demo, and it's—it's it's just you've got this team of Uber nerds who are working on shit that nobody understands, like semantic language representation and um, fuzzy decision tree. Uh, like like these are the names of the papers that they're producing, but what those things do when you put them all together is they help you book a haircut really quickly, mm-hmm. and that's a, such a constrained domain that they can test it easily. They mm-hmm. can they can understand all the edges around that problem domain. Like it's no different to me than some of the demos we saw ten years ago at DGP in our in our masters, and we're like, whoa, that's crazy. But like you said, ask it a question about a podcast and it'll it'll say, Oh, I'm feeling sick, uh bye <laughs> and it'll it'll hang up or something, right? Yeah. So um I don't know, that that's why. Like I think that maybe they should have framed it in a more um or, or maybe not. Maybe they're again going out there and saying, No, this is the future that we're building and get used to it. Get get comfortable. Well, what, what's what, what's scary about Google is just that, you know, when this gets into a good place, all their stuff is open source, too. They're going to just open source it. Hey, anyone can use it and just do something with it. And then that's when people are going to use some of the underlying, you know, the um, the the all the kind of like logic that they built under this, all the fuzzy logic, all the fuzzy, fuzzy decision trees you, you, you're referring to or like um, the just the not NLP stuff that's just there, right? All the natural language stuff. And that stuff's already kind of open source, I, I think, with Google. Well, they, they have a lot of like APIs and tools that you can already pay to use now, yeah. 
yeah, which is pretty much I think if you just pieced a lot of those things together, you're probably going to get something like like you can probably build something like this. Uh, so they're just going to open source it, which is amazing for in some ways because it just it just furthers tech for everybody. It moves the whole it moves society forward. But it's also scary because it's just moving it up this exponential curve like you're talking about. Um, you know, like I, I, my argument to my brother was like, you know, when when we were kids, all like most of the jobs, they never existed when we were kids that they do right, right now. Right. Like think about everything about like web, anything about like apps, anything about like tech in general is brand new. They never existed back then. Right. But like yeah. you. you but which is crazy, right? But now, like you said, it's yeah. Maybe this ex, this curve moves up every every two weeks. It's a you know, it's completely new new jobs every month. It's a completely different jobs. But it's it is it will reach a point I think where it, we're going to have to survive on universal basic income. Uh, I don't know, like, but okay, like, but then you can sort of get really, um, like. Uh, you can get either really excited or really depressed with that because the, you know, cause as, yeah. as, as, as I read life 3.0 and, and mm-hmm. kind of bringing this back to side projects, mm-hmm. I mean, once there is this, uh, artificial general intelligence or strong AI, whatever you want to call it. Um, a, a lot of our, like, like that idea that we talked about last week that, um, uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, or what well, it might be two weeks by the time uh, this this gets out uh, where we talked about this social podcasting. We got a lot of good feedback on it. I mean, you could essentially throw that over the fence to one of these AIs, and then that could, they could go build that. Or um, like the the creative entrepreneur innovation mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. like might not even be something. Like, I know it. You, like you know, like yeah. at least at least our parents could bank on the fact that. Okay, maybe the maybe the details of the job are going to change, but if my if my son or daughter wants to go into business for themselves, like there's going to be something that they can do. And mm-hmm. then the question is, when you when you really extend out this AI stuff, it's like, nah, not really. <laughs> like there yeah. there might there might not be, um, there there just might not be any frontier here that this thing won't be able to help us go to, and then. Yeah, you do need to then you kind of go to this universal basic income. So which... okay, so I'm I'm not I'm not far enough in the book yet. So I'm only like fifteen percent through like life three point oh. But how what's the time frame do you think that would happen where we would need universal basic income and the robots have taken over? Okay, here's a here's an interesting. Bear with me here. There, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to answer the question. So you read life three and there's a whole little section about self-driving cars. And I think the book even came out like a year ago. And we, there's already been advances and setbacks. I mean, this week also in the news, Uber basically has admitted that a software bug that a human wrote caused that woman in Philadelphia to die. So mm-hmm. that's pretty bad for self-driving cars. Like that's a terrible outcome that um, it was a, it was a, a software glitch. And there's going to be more of these kind of things. Anyway, but ultimately, I would say, actually, I have a bet. I think, do I have it with you? I have it with a few people. I am confident, or I was confident, that Jack will not drive a car. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've talked about this, right? You're going to owe me a Bitcoin, man. You owe me one one Bitcoin. I'm going to owe you like $100 million by by the time uh, Jack is is 16. Or $1. 
Yeah, no, hundred million. And but then on this other podcast I listened to, Ralph Nader was on, and he's the guy he ran for president a few times. But his real claim to fame was that he got the seatbelt introduced in the in cars because he wrote, he ran this whole like public interest campaign in like the sixties or seventies. I can't remember, and went up against all these automakers, and he got the seatbelt put into the car. And he is super pessimistic about self-driving cars and outlines mm-hmm. this really great story of just how everybody thinks we're, you know, it's a tradition. It's a, it's a standard story of everyone thinks we're five years away and mm-hmm. he thinks we're like 40 years away. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with technology and everything to do with politicians and public, public opinion. And, um, and I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, so he's like the he, he even says like there's not a chance that these things get street legal in 20 years. He's like I'd bet my life on it. And yeah. I I respect that guy and knowing what he knows about politics and the audio industry, I mean, you got to take that seriously. So all that being said, then I, I but then you contrast that with an Elon Musk who is so confident in his conviction that look, it's the third leading cause of death in America. If we can automate these things, we're saving 50, 60,000 lives a year just in America alone. Then you can flip it on Nader and be like, hey, you got the seatbelt introduced in like, like, like once the public made up their mind, it took a year or two for every car to have a seatbelt. So mm-hmm. could you find this charismatic politician who in one foul swoop says, okay, that's it. No more. We're not going to put up with this shit anymore. And then that combined with the technology in five years, all of a sudden we have everything is self-driving. That's what I think is going to happen in like 2014 kind of uh, area. Uh, sorry, uh, 2024. Um, hmm. So, and I, and I think it's going to be exponential where all of a sudden it'll go from nothing to holy fuck, everything is automated in like a two year span. So to answer your question, I think it's going to be in our kids' lifetime. And I am i know that that's maybe crazy. I don't know what you think. I think that Jack will be able to live forever if he wants to and might not have a job <laughs> by the time he's like 35. <laughs> so he'll, he'll uh, like, really, and I'm not just being a, a shill here. Like, I am such a, if I have a religion, which I don't, I am a singularitarian and I believe that we don't even know what's coming and anyone who can try to put a time frame to it. I'm just contradicting myself right now. Um, like I you're just, crazy. You're, you're crazy, dude. There's no, no way in, in like what, in, in like 30 years, in 30 years, we're going to be at the point where the robots have taken over. There's no, no, no way. And it's, it's, okay. Yeah, and I'll say on, this because, okay, go, go, go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Well, Okay. <laughs> It's like it's like what you mentioned before. Like even what Google's demoing right now, it is probably it is like ten years away, probably from being really really here. What people are seeing is a really tight example of what could work in a perfect situation, I think. But I think in ten years it's going to be fully here. But even when the tech is fully here, say in ten years. Then you gotta do. You have to think about all that regulation, all that stuff, all the fight back from everybody else who is going to be affected by this, you know, um, Google Assistant or autonomous driving. 
that is going to change everything. You just think about like how are you going to have fully full autonomy in like vehicles, for example, when let's just say in 15, 20 years, you're still going to have regular cars on the road. Like you're, you're definitely like the car I bought like two years ago, I'm still going to be driving it 10, 15 years from now or 10 years from now. Yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna have a five hundred dollar kit that you can attach to your car, and it's gonna be law. And if you don't have it, you're gonna get a five hundred dollar ticket every time you get caught no. driving without a, an automation kit. No, I yeah. just think think of okay, really fully think about that. Think about when you're saying like a automation kit that you're gonna put on a car. Just think about how different every car is, and just think about how hard it is for even just Windows, like Microsoft, to to advance anything because they have so many different different versions of windows they have to abide by and this is their own software now you're talking about like i don't know hundreds of car manufacturers who all design their cars differently and you're going to build one universal kit that is going to apply to every car and you, you need to do this obviously to build this whole like network of vehicles that are fully autonomous right because this is okay. the utopia okay. you really want really what, what what if we take a libertarian view what if what okay. if um what if we really all came came around to the fact that sixty five or whatever it is thousand people a year don't have to die if we can what? all go automated right and mm-hmm. then we pass a, a, a super controversial law similar to what New York did with their um their coca cola tax where if you buy like a soft drink in New York there's a tax on that soft drink now. And it's pretty expensive. Like it costs you more money to drink an unhealthy drink in New York than it does anywhere else. Okay. So take that to the nth degree. What if your insurance on your non-self-driving car was something ridiculous? Like what if the free market of insurance made it such that me with my self-driving car, I'm paying $500 a year. You're paying Mm -hmm. $15,000, $20,000, $50,000 a year because you're not going to switch your car. So yeah, okay. you okay. you you fucked up. You bought a car and uh, five years later, they all went automated and now you have a choice. You either keep your car and pay ridiculous insurance premiums mm-hmm. um, or you bite the bullet, you melt it down and you go buy a self-driving car because it's too expensive for you to run your unsafe car. So my thing to that is like, you're making a huge assumption that, okay, you lose 60,000 lives a year, right? So let's go fully, full, full autonomous because, yeah, you're, you're, you're losing a lot of lives, which obviously is a terrible tragedy. But you're essentially, the reason people are dying is because it's people killing people. People can't be trusted, right? But you're, you're proposing that, okay, I can't really trust people, so I'm going to trust a machine that's programmed by people. So how is that going to – I don't know. Maybe maybe your argument is like Google is going to come up or someone's going to have a fully autonomous system that has been vetted and tested and they find that there is a 0% chance of crash, which I think is, is kind of crazy to actually promise. But um, – <laughs> Okay, hang on, hang on. I, I, do, I do, do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I'm and I'm being I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I I think that I think there does exist a world where I win this bet, and maybe I'll put it at you know eighteen to twenty percent. But I don't think it's at 
one percent. Um, but I, I think the self-driving car is its own. It's its own. Issue. Yeah, that, that, that's so, that's its own thing. So, but but l- let's go back to this demo, and it's really yeah. hard to. I mean, talk about another idea for an app. I mean, I don't know how you would ever do this, but you can't unsee something. Once you see something, you can't go back. You you can't think about what the world was like before you saw that thing. Mm-hmm. But I would love to have taken a poll. Like, let's say I knew that Google was going to release this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I would love to create a fake demo and, and, and poll everybody and say how many years away is it until this and then show mm-hmm. them what everyone saw on Tuesday and and I think that you'd probably get like not 20 years not 10 years but you'd probably get something like you know I don't know a year maybe yeah. two years like two I don't years. know like yeah, yeah like yeah. something like that mm-hmm. and then again if you believe what I believe which is that we're exponential not linear that two-year differential is like that's where this shit gets crazy because maybe it's again, maybe Google has way more and they're only showing us this little bit. Maybe they're adding noise into it to to make sure that like, who knows, maybe they have a perfect system behind there and they're too afraid to show it because it would, the government would come in and, and regulate them and maybe try to shut them down because they, they see the risk of them becoming, this, I don't know, runaway. I mean, they could have their own government. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it could be this crazy calculus that they're playing, which is kind of what Life 3.0 explores, where what do you do if you're the team that has actually is building this thing? Like, how do you, like, even morally and ethically, like, how do you, yeah. how do you come to work every day knowing that you're, you're building this thing? And, um, and who and who who's in charge of that? Who yeah. who's dictating what's ethical yeah. and not ethical? Are, are are they good people? Are they bad people? What are their motives? Like are yeah. they? Um, so th- I I think that I I don't know. And again, I'm not an expert in this field, but I oh man, like if if everything in that demo is true, I would have given it probably two years. Mm. Well, I don't know. What, what, what would you have given it? If I, if I saw the demo, or sorry, like once I see the demo, will tell you how long it's it's going to be or before I see the demo, guessing. Yeah, how, like how if, you, if, if you had to guess that, so if you could kind of go back in time and, and guess how long it would be until that demo, the day before the demo. Five years. Yeah, like that's, isn't that, isn't that weird though? Like doesn't that kind of, it doesn't prove my point about self-driving cars by any stretch, but doesn't it kind of give you pause that like, and then think about even five to ten years ago, how much things have changed in that time. And what's that yeah. quote? We we underestimate what we can get done in a year. No, we overestimate what we can get get done in a year, but we underestimate what we can get done in a decade or something. Mm. Um, the I don't know. Well, I, I just, well, 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 the reason why I say five years, and it's just if you think about that conversation that happened where they called the hair salon. There is so if you unpack this, unpack this into different components. So one is like, obviously, there's the humanized voice, and obviously they're rolling this out to all. You can get this on your Google Assistant right now with John Legend and six other voices or something. But they probably just took like a voice sample, and they're able to take this voice sample, extrapolate it out to everything else, and like to every other kind of sentence permutation or 
word permutation, whatever, and, and kind of make those connect and feel fluid. And that is crazy. That that alone is like, wow, you can potentially just take a snippet of my voice and I, I can be a Google assistant now. And you're going to catch the idiosyncrasies of my speech, the uhs, the ahs, the stutters, the the long drawl, like all these little things, which in itself, I'm like, wow, that is, I don't even, I can't even fathom how you would build that. Like there, there's that piece, obviously complicated. Right. The second is being able to negotiate, understand the task and negotiate what is happening. So obviously there is a lot of just the, the sheer machine learning that had to happen ahead of this to train the system. And you probably walk through they probably have like, they're just feeding it constant, like different, um, you know, reservation permutation scenarios and it's coming up with the correct path and decision to make. Like there's, there's a lot of that that happens. And obviously if you're dipping and diving and taking different turns around reservations, like that, that alone is super complicated. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, just even just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably missing so many other big pieces here. There must be another big piece I'm missing, but I don't know if you just break that down. I'm like, wow, that is, that's complicated. That's hard. Um, and you just look at what we have right now and you're like, this is what we have right now is not that close to that at all. Right. Yeah, no. And, and again, like not to, to, to flip it back to transportation, but you know, Uber is trying to stay current in the news this week. Um, they have a. They just announced that they have a. Again, this is not a joke. They have a flying car division at Uber that they've been working on for two years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they think it's like six years away that they're gonna start having flying cars on the streets. I mean, now yeah, you can you can think that maybe they're just trying to get in the news this week, but it's just like the. I I think we're gonna have to get comfortable and used to the fact that this sort of stuff is going to happen and it's not going to be like the same way we get desensitized with like, Oh, what did Trump do today? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, okay. Yeah. Like what, what, what's AI killing this week or something like that? Like I, I do think that, um, and then it'll just become, we'll, we'll forget that that was even ever weird and then it'll just be normal and, and everything will change and adapt. And, um, so, so, you, okay, like I guess was it like a few years ago now? Remember Amazon? They had their the, the demo with the drones that were delivering packages. Yes, and it's still not mainstream. It's still like in are they even they're running tests? I imagine with this in some smaller cities, um, but it started hitting a lot of just regulatory issues. People were like, "Is this what's considered like kind of my private personal space?" Can you come into this space? What happens if people like shoot these things down? Like, I don't know, like who then it drops in the middle of nowhere. Who owns that? I, I don't know. There was like just a whole bunch of just regulation and law around this. And just like the, um, just like how, how, how does this tech fit into society kind of discussions? And I think, I feel like that like stalled it. I feel the tech is already there. Yeah. And, and that was sort of like Nader's point. Like it's, it's the regulation that, that um that that gums everything up and for good reason i mean you don't want drones flying around everyone's house and mm-hmm. you know uh, all it takes is some you know uh 
you know, terrorist to put a, a bomb on, you know, and then now all of a sudden yeah. you've got thousands of flying bombs. Like it's, and I mean, this is already here. I mean, you can go and buy these like black market assault drones and stuff like that. Like all this stuff is, is kind of there on, on the fringes, but um, I, I don't know. I, I guess the, it's funny because I'm sort of arguing two points here. Like I sort of started off saying, oh, this is nothing. This is just a bunch of nerds who, who innovated in a, in a really tight domain mm-hmm. and are just kind of waving their dicks around to, to, you know, show the competition how far ahead they are. Um, and I do believe that. I think that that was the, the and, purpose and- of that demo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, but at the same time, I, and again, I think, I think about it, like I said, with my own, um, with my own job, like I'm, constantly looking for things that I don't think a computer can do yet. And that's why even with, I hired a, you know, someone last year and he's running or helping run all of our paid stuff. And we, we talk about this cause I, I don't know if he thinks the way I do, but I'm like, Hey, like don't, you know, just always be looking for things that are not, um, something that a machine can do because, you know, uh, Believe me, if 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 Hubba has to decide, do we pay for Kent and Kyle or do we turn on a robot? They're probably going to turn on the robot, um, and it's not because they don't like us, but it's because we live in a capitalist society, and that's what they're going to be rewarded for. So it's, mm-hmm. there's no sour grapes there. Like there's that's the game we all play, and you if you don't want to play the game, then you know you I don't know don't don't have yeah. a job. I don't know, um, but like I. How do you like? I feel like you're kind of in a more protected industry where I can't imagine. Well, actually, in Life 3.0, the first thing they designed yeah. is a game. Yeah, um, the design <laughs> game is over, man. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, but I, okay, forget about games. I think that the you know the the product skill set that we were kind of talking about um, is it just seems a lot fuzzier than is things it like. Is it? Oh, actually, yeah. I guess if you have enough data, then it, it could actually be super data driven. Super um, data driven. You know what the customers want. You know what they're doing. How they're interacting. With this. You optimize pages or apps or games or whatever to fit what the customer needs are. That would be a fascinating exercise to almost think about, like to rank order every job. So from... okay, what 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 do you think is gonna is gonna stay? And I have an oh, answer for this, and I don't know. I was thinking ha- about this a lot, actually. You have an answer for this? Yeah. Sports. And, and <laughs> sports, entertainment, for uh, sure. I don't think entertainment necessarily. But isn't it, but I don't know, I, I put sports under entertainment, so why not just general, I guess when you think entertainment, what are you thinking of? I'm thinking like... I think of like uh, movies. Yeah, movies. Nah. I mean, look look at look at what they did with um in in Rogue One, where they they brought that actor back to life basically. This is true. I mean, you could just audit like if 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 uh, if actors signed off and said, "Yeah, you can use my face." I feel like they could in five years we could get to a point where you could have a fully, <laughs> and then take the voice technology you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. You could be like, "All right, let's cast Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise." Um, and they don't even get off their couch. They're just sitting there. They basically licensed themselves 
to the movies and then the movies just make movies with them in it. Yeah, yes, but I feel like that is still a bit of weight. Yes, possibly. But how about I, I like so I, I think as humans, I think you want I think we yearn for interaction and experiences. I think experiences is something you can feel and something like that. I don't know. I like, for example, like just restaurants and eating and food. It's just such a basic human need that yes, you could have, you could, you could go to a restaurant where it's a robot in the kitchen serving up some things, but there is something very human and special about just going to a restaurant and sharing a meal with like I I don't know you're having a relationship with with the food through through the food from the from someone who made it I I think that won't go away Well I I think that's going to go away You think that's going to go away okay Well yeah because I think you you appreciate that stuff um I appreciate it a little but not as much as you like I hear the way you talk about food and and I'm not there like I'm um, I mean, okay. my, I, I had two liquid meals for lunch. You know, I had, a, I drank ketones for breakfast and ketones for dinner. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm totally fine with just drinking my meals. Like I have no, okay. Okay. you know, not, yeah. not, not all the time, but I could just go into virtual reality and like eat the steak and be like, yeah, that was fun, but I don't want to actually take it into my body. Um, so like, I, I think, and again, this could be a whole other topic, but I, well, one of the fascinating things is the show Westworld because it was invented in the 70s, Like right? Michael Crichton wrote it, and virtual reality wasn't really ever on the map back then. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he wrote it as like, no, this is a real physical place that you go to and you interact with these physical robots that look and act like humans and you, you'd never even know the difference. So to your question about the restaurant, I think they will be robots. You just won't be able to tell the difference. So mm, like okay. the, the chef will be like, Hey Nick, what's up? <laughs> and like, it's just not, it's not a human. Um, that's kind of the Westworld ish idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm less a believer in that though. I, I think that, I think if, if, if you're, you know, it'll, it's more like what we're, you're seeing in Tokyo now where you've got these two robotic hands that are cooking meals. Um, yeah. you know, and eventually, you know, when you can like 3d print food, like why even have, a chef you have someone coming up with recipes and then a 3d printer is basically making this perfect meal um mm-hmm. f- from mm-hmm. its component parts or whatever right i mean yeah now now it's just getting weird but um okay well, so what, 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 what do you think is not going to go away i don't know like i, I honestly I, I feel like i have to think about that because i can't imagine uh, right now after reading life 3.0 i can't imagine anything staying Really? Wow. I mean, no, but really, like I was trying to think of, um, it's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm walking through a list of just regular like teachers. I can see that going away. Yeah. That's already, you know, um, and, and again, teachers in a way like we, it's funny. We have these romantic. So here's, here's a question I wrestle with a lot. We have these romantic visions of life and you could argue that one romantic vision of life is that you play this game every time you want to book a restaurant 
and you like talking to the, you know, the, the maitre d' and you, you know, maybe they are fully booked and you pull out some story to try to, you know, weasel your way in or something like, I don't know, you could, you could argue that there's some kind of, there's like humanity in these kind of interactions or like there's something just right about a teacher teaching you this information and then having that moment where they come over to your desk and they look you in the eye and they're like, wow, Nick, you did a great job. And then that fills you with like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher when I grow up. And we have all these notions of human, of like, this is what it should be. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that when when we when we're given alternatives that accomplish the goals without those things, we find that they're actually... They, they can be a lot better than than their counterparts. Like, in a lot of ways, texting is better than talking on the phone for a lot of reasons. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, texting is, is actually way better than talking on the phone. As we've we, been dog feeding this week. <laughs> yeah, and, and we, we explored last week where, no, voice actually is, for other domains, voice is still really, really powerful. So it's like, I guess where I'm going with it is, we just, I think we just need to get really comfortable with the fact that if, if it's like, like, what's the goal is the goal for us to feel comfortable and feel more, you know, like well, what our I, parents felt, or is it to actually advance the society and advance civilization? Cause I think they're, they're at odds with each other, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so I have a, I have a couple of different points on this. So, so one is like our, well, what, what's the real like, why are we chasing the AI? Like, why? What? What really motivates us to do something like like duplex? Um, I think there's a, gl- a lot of answers. The the ones that come to mind are the the challenge of it. It's hard, so we like to do things that are hard, and then that leads to outcomes. Um, and I think the less charitable answer would be. Um, if you look at almost every invention that's ever been invented, they are designed to save humans uh, time or save um, like time is the only yeah. resource. Time yeah. is the only resource we have not found a way to mine yet. Right. So right, right. So all these things are just to optimize our time. Yep. Nearly every good invention is there to save us some kind of time. Okay. And uh, well, as I said, sorry. Back back to your original question about like I guess the education um point is just it it's special to us because we grew up with it yeah exactly yeah but there's going to be a generation where they don't grow up with human teachers and it's going to be very different and they're not going to hold that that job that profession in as high esteem as we do because they never had that moment and right. same with doctors, same with like lawyers, same with all these kind of different professions. You're, there's going to be that generation. I don't know if it's going to be our kids' generation. It might be our my grandkids' generation, but it's 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 coming soon. Yeah, um, like it's coming. It's coming soon enough that it's we should be talking about it. It's like, um, yeah, I, I love the the example that the AI people use, where it's like. Imagine if we knew that there was this alien civilization that was coming to colonize Earth. They were going to get here in 300 years. Uh, And we knew that they were going to get here in 300 years. It was going to take them that long to get here. And they told us that they're coming. Um, We'd probably be like preparing for that. Like, and we'd be thinking about it. And I think that 
I'm in the camp that they are coming and we already have them in our pockets. And, um, you know, I'm, but, but I, but I also welcome it. Like I, I'm kind of, I, I fundamentally believe that we're here to just like, we're just the next chink in the evolutionary chain. And I'm not really, I don't, I don't really think that's sad or anything, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 But I, I guess when I, I was just thinking like, you know, what motivates this and time is actually, that's a great answer. But I guess it's like how we spend our time. It's like we, it, it's like with tech, it feels like we are more being more productive, but we do fill our time with just like scrolling these social pages that mean nothing. We, we, we spend time differently and it's, I don't know if we're spending time in a better way. Like I had this conversation with, uh, with Samir and we'll, you'll hear about it in the podcast, but it's just about like how, you know, everyone's moving to ritual and everyone wants to move to ritual like that, that app for kind of um, ordering your food ahead of time because it's like, oh, I'm going to save, save time. I don't have to line up. I just can go and pick up my food and I'm, I'm out. But I don't know, the five minutes you save there, what are you really doing with that time that's more important? Like you might be watching five more minutes of a Netflix show or something. You know, it, it's it's like it's it's just weird how as a society or as people like the things we value um, or we think we value, but we actually do instead. Like we I think we value like human connection and our families and all these things. But when you have the extra five minutes and you're scrolling on Facebook and you're not really talking to your kid or something, I, I, like it's 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 weird. Like, I don't I don't know. It, is it just that we're addicted to different kind of things? I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's a whole other kind of conversation. No, no. You know what though? But I, I I think about this a lot, and so I wonder what would happen. And really, like, if you haven't, if this isn't a sales pitch for life, life three If you're interested at all in this, like, really, you should go read it because it it just blows the doors off what you think is possible from people who really know what the hell they're talking about. These aren't these aren't like armchair journalists talking about it. Like these people are in the trenches and they, they're, they're talking they're behind the ones building it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and they, they have access to people like Elon Musk and Larry Page and like, they, they know kind of what's coming. Um, and I, I, I have this romantic vision of the future where it's kind of like not to just totally show my cards on what a nerd I am, but I think the best utopian sci-fi future is is Star Trek, because what happens in Star Trek is they they don't really talk about AI or anything, but they basically get to this point where humanity doesn't need anything, like they've kind of figured most shit out, and then all the countries kind of realize that they don't need to fight anymore because everybody has enough of everything. They all kind of become this one planet and then they realize, oh, well, there's a lot of planets out there. Let's go explore them. And then they all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so th- there's no money in Star Trek. In the future, there's no money because there's no reason. Everyone has everything they need. There's no, there's just no lack of anything. And then everyone just pitches in to Starfleet. And if you can, you know, everyone just is there for the cause of, you know, exploring the cosmos or whatever. And yeah. I, I like, like, so that's a, that's a ways away. But then let's say that, I don't know, I could get universal basic income 
and and not feel like I'm on welfare. Like it's it's acceptable and it's not like you're giving up. It's like there's actually nothing else for Kent to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just have to give him this UBI. Like there's a lot of other challenging th- and then okay so people say like well like what what kind of purpose would kent have because he yes like yes. What, what like what yeah. would what would drive him to like even like wouldn't he just kill himself like yeah like what would drive him to get up and it's like man i have there are so many things that i would love to be doing during the day that i don't do because i work so you know i would love to um learn brazilian jiu-jitsu uh i have no time for that I'd love to learn how to paint. I'd love to, you know, go see all these different places with my kids. I'd love to just mm-hmm. hang out. Like so. And the question that I kind of had to you that got me thinking about this is, you know, you're with your kids and you find yourself on your phone, and it's mm-hmm. like, and you have these kind of guilty moments. You're like, what the fuck? Like, why am I looking at Instagram when this beautiful, amazing child is sitting in front of me, and I know that I'm gonna die. You know, I really don't have much time on this earth. I should be giving every second to this to this, you know, yes. amazing yes. gift. And yes. I'm I'm looking at the same fucking Instagram ad for the fifth time for this fucking able cells able cells <laughs> ad. Yeah, um, but I need to rotate, by the way. But um, it's uh, it's just converting so damn well. Um, <laughs> and then part of me thinks that the reason why you're checking is that there, there's this lizard brain, and I'm not a psychologist, but there's something in you that's like, I need, to, I need to get ahead, I need to survive, I need to provide, I need to win. Like That's why we're never satisfied, we always want more, we always have to be learning, we always have to be pushing, we always have to be growing, and there's some part of you that thinks that like you just can't relax for those five minutes, because mm-hmm. there, there's always something to do, there's something to get... To, you know, but if there really wasn't anything to do, like mm-hmm. if you took away all that pressure, like no, 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 you're good. You're never gonna have to worry about this stuff ever again. It's gone. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would pay more attention to your kids. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't look. You wouldn't look at Instagram pictures. That wouldn't even be. So it's like to Samir's point with ritual. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be like wasting those five minutes saved. Like. I would say do all the rituals that you can because you'll then spend your time on things that you want to spend your time on, not waiting in line for something that, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, but you're speaking in terms of like this utopian future where we have nothing to worry about. Okay. I I don't know. Like, I guess I could almost say like, imagine if you and I, if this podcast gets us like, fuck you money Mm -hmm. and we never have to work again. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the simplest way to test this where you you can just you never have to work you, just yourself um uh, you know what we kind of know what happens there because people are still on their phones all the time yeah I'll, 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 I'd still be on my phone and we would still be kind of looking for the next thing to do yeah you're right for sure so I I do wonder I it, well anyways that's a bigger discussion for people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about but one question I had for you though is like, what's the consequences of not chasing AI? Do you think it's like almost like an arms race right now? Oh, ah, that's scary. I, I think yeah. I think there's a way to look at it where if 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 we don't do it, um, I mean, one of the one of my favorite conspiracy theories going around right now 
is that there is actually a Manhattan project happening where there are teams of scientists sequestered working on this to be the first people the way that nobody knew we were working on the Manhattan project until it was done. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. day they're just going to be like, hey, everyone, yeah, we've had the top 100 people. They've been sitting under Black Mesa, and yeah, we got it. We're done. China, sorry, we beat, we beat you. Um, and I, I just love that because I love a good conspiracy theory. But yeah, I think part of it is fear. Part of it is just um, you – like do you really think we could stop? What do you mean? Like we reach a point where we're like, okay, cool. The We can book hair appointments now. Let's just let's just chill. Let's just chill, chill out for a bit. Yeah, well, just in general, like I mean, isn't the isn't humanity just one giant example of not stopping? Yeah, and it's like what we talked about just now. Like, if we had fuck you money, we would still probably be trying to evolve. Maybe that's just like something inherent, and just we're wired that way. I, I don't know, but yeah, it's got to be like, like because, be because I, I I imagine people at Google their internal teams, their product teams are talking about like, we're going to build this because we're going to change the world. We're going to help humanity do this. We're, you know, we're saving all these lives. We're just think about like um, all these problems that people have right now that we can just simplify and they can spend more time with their kids and it's going to be <laughs> a beautiful life. how many life. more emails they can send when they don't have to book their own hair appointments. Yeah, think about the cycles they're going to save, and you're going to save a minute here from each email, and it's going to add up, and you're going to we're going to buy back a, like three months of everyone's year for them. I don't know. There's going to be. I'm sure that's probably like what like internally like what everyone drinking the Kool Aid is thinking. But in reality, is that like you know what people will really do is an, is another conversation. Um, but. I, I I don't I don't know like it, it's I I don't know if people will 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 stop right like you're 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 not gonna just figure out how to book the perfect care appointment and stop developing your AI. No, no, one hundred percent not. And that's why, like I, and that's why reading that book, you just sort of you you, you kind of throw your hands up a little, and it's like this is it's it's gonna happen. I mean. And because it's, and the other thing too it's it's not just on Google right like they're gonna open they they they're gonna open source this there's other people carrying this baton so even if Google feels like okay cool I'm just gonna chill for a bit then uh, we we got the hair hair salon booking that stuff's working there's someone else who's gonna pick up where they left off they're gonna take the AI they're gonna take the NLP stuff that they develop and they're gonna build the next thing there's gonna yeah. be people who are gonna take this. John Legend voice, and they're gonna adopt the tech and make it sound like start, it's, start it's, making it's your, new songs. Yeah, or it's gonna be yeah, they're gonna start making new songs, or it's <laughs> gonna be someone like uh, fraud, fraudulent, like fraudulently calling you, pretending to be your mom or something. And then there's like, oh, we have to build AI to protect us against AI, and then it's it's just a constantly moving thing. Um, and just like snowballs, right? So I, I think it's one of those things like even if they want to stop, they can't stop. Yeah, no, agreed. It's yeah, you can't um you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's the same with no. uh yeah. Yeah. And and again, I think that's why the the author of, of Life 3.0 and all this whole kind of field that's emerging is uh hey, like we're we're on a path now and you can ignore it or you can try to you know, understand it and and design around it. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it's it's going to happen, and 
And, uh, you know, the, I mean, the, the really scary question that they, I'm not sure if you're there yet, but they talk about, so let's say we found out that, um, uh, for some reason, like, uh, like a hostile nation was days away from creating a strong AI mm-hmm. and they had threatened to use it against us. Um, I mean, you would probably drop nukes on that country. I mean, the U S would, if the U S mm-hmm. knew that China was two days away from an AI that would cripple everything, they drop nukes for sure. So mm-hmm. it's like, then there's that whole geopolitical, like there's just, there's so many layers to this puzzle and it's all because of this fucking hair appointment booking, um, <laughs> you know, like, no, really, like, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just being dramatic, which I tend to do a lot, but I do think that we will remember this moment when Google scared the shit out of us with a something that I think most people, if they're honest with themselves, would have said they didn't think was going to happen for like two to five years, like you said. Um, and then there'll it's, be another yeah. one. And then there'll be another one. And then there'll be another one. And um, and I do believe that Google will be hitting these notes. It's not going to be Amazon. It's not going to be Apple. Um, Google is so much, so much more ahead of this game. And... Um, Anyway, it, yeah. it's it, I I I really think that like that moment where they showed this is equivalent to honestly like Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. Wow, like that generation that remembers that who who were around the TV and they saw that. This is our I almost feel like this is the that equivalent moment for our kind of in our lifetime. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think that. You can, you'll get, I think you'll get, like, people will disagree with that statement, but I, but I'm, but I don't, I'm trying to think if I, I mean, I mean, like, uh, a, a name, name, name something, I guess, more eventful. I guess there, there, there's obviously tech that was built that led up to this. To, no, you, but like, so, okay, so honestly, to, to me, yeah, to me sorry, yeah. I'm not going to try to just totally throw you under the bus here. I think this is more yeah, yeah, yeah. like, when Steve Jobs announced the iPhone, because it's like it's just it's just a normal day at a tech conference, and he's like, "Hey, everyone, we're releasing this iPhone today." And then like people were like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Like, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna sell. Um, and then fast forward a decade, and every every mobile phone has been influenced by that decision for them, like. He, they they changed the course of history, releasing that phone when they did because everybody thought it was like five years out from from what they did. Like sure. when you when you first touched that phone, you were like, "How is this so responsive?" That that tablet or that HTC Touch that I was fucking using at you know that Bell gave us to develop on was so much worse. Like it was like it was honestly like it was made on a different planet, and. Yeah. And then, so I think what what this is going to usher in is more like what's possible. And like you said, they just, all they have to do is open up this SDK and put some really creative people on it, which I'm sure there's already, I'm going to guess a hundred, maybe even a thousand potential businesses created in the past two days or people thinking about what they're going to do with this. And so it's like 
but but I don't know. Like okay, that, I remember that Apple moment. I remember when Steve Jobs presented it. But you just think about, and it's obviously had a huge impact on the world. Apple, trillion dollar company. You know, it's obviously uh, you know I'm employed because of Apple, and oh wow, I, but whoa, I actually never thought of that. You're right. Like if they hadn't have, like you guys are totally reliant on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I never really put that. I, I knew that, but I hadn't really ever thought about that. <laughs> and and tons of other developers are employed because of Apple, but even that is such. I feel like it's such a minute thing compared to like the impact that a potential autonomous like AI has. I mean, I wouldn't say autonomous. That's not a good word for it. But a potential like. Like that that demo what they did with the hair salon, like if you had a computer that was able to understand and was it was fairly kind of sentient in, in a very mild, mild way, that is just fun scary. Like it's not that it just has so much cascading impact. Okay, but hang on, but it just sorry, changes think, the think, fabric of, of the of life. Okay, but 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 I think that's why I don't think it's the moon, because I don't I'm I'm not convinced it's at all sent in. So Sure. Um, so and I, if it was, I I don't know. I might. I mean, I might. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I might have yeah, like yeah. a tinfoil yes, hat yes. on, like up at my cottage with a shotgun. Um, <laughs> okay. And, yes. Yes. It, it's 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 definitely obviously not fully there, but, but it's yeah. But, it's but, it, it's coming, and this is the this is them saying it's coming. I agree, and and that's why part of me feels like they have something much scarier behind the curtain, and they are going to be dri- like dripping this out. But if they wanted to just show us, they could just show us, um, you know, this and, is, and, uh, this is Skynet showing the robotic arm in. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly. it. That's it. Yeah. It's a smaller piece of the bigger puzzle, but this is it, man. And yeah, this is crazy. But I, and you know, you, you, you were talking about like, you're okay. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with it too, knowing that, Robots are going to take over, and this is just the next evolutionary step. And I think a lot of people think this way. I think a lot of people building this feel that that way. But if you feel that robots are going to take over, and <laughs> there's that utopian future, which is, yes, that's a plausible future. But there's other future where robots just fully take over, and humans are done. And if we know this, and even if there's a, a small f- fraction of a sense that this could happen... Why would we, as a race, allow that to happen? Yeah, hundred percent. And, Which and is I mean, crazy. Well, and then the point you make about like Donald Trump, like I mean, if 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 a if a populist like that can get elected in, in the climate, just around a fear of jobs going to Mexico, imagine what is going to happen politically when this really starts to show its face, like. Um, and you know what? You you could get these like like you say these class divides. I mean, Ray Kurzweil, the Age of Spiritual Machines guy who runs DeepMind at Google now. So I mean, he's clearly, you know, pretty <laughs> like he's he's right in the mix. Um, he he predicted that we'll have this um, this there'll be people who embrace this and they will be one like we'll have a caste system like. There will be people who are like all for this and there'll be people who willingly are like, nope, you know what? I, I'm unplugging. I unplug. I'm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they will and there will be 
this divide between, um, you know, people who are down with the robots and people who aren't. And you could, I just given of what's going on in America right now, fast forward 10 years with five or six more of these Google like advancements. Yeah. There's, I could see that happening. Yeah. Fucking air appointment, man. It's just, this is it. This just has changed us. everything. <laughs> Well, dude, I feel uh, like right, we've right. Uh, explored the edges of this one. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I think that, I don't know, I wonder. I think that that, that that was probably pretty interesting. I don't know. I, I think I think so. Like anything, it'll be a good, I'm always interested in the feedback that we get. I think for the right person, anything anything about this is kind of interesting. I think the worry is like we're just not the experts. That that's always my worry. Is like we're just two guys talking about this. Maybe yeah. we don't have the the clout yet to, to to warrant it. But I think it was a good convo. I think uh, we should we should uh, spend some time at some point and figure out categories for these things. Like, what would this would this just be like uh, tech news? Oh, so I was thinking about that as we were mm. talking. Mm. That, yes, in our components of of like of our episodes, this mm. would be. Like this is this is the closest thing we'll have to like a news episode. Yeah. Where it's like if something big happens, we should just talk about it and um this would be like we wouldn't have this conversation six months from now if there wasn't any news. Yeah. Um or like if Apple you know, if the wildest rumor about WWDC is true and Apple creates these ridiculous AR glasses, um yeah. then yeah, I'm, I'm, we'll probably I'm... we'll probably have an episode about that. I'm going to WWDC. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you gotta send me pictures. And I, I'm gonna. I'm trying to set up a, a tour of the uh, Apple Park, the oh spaceship. My God. Yeah, so it should be pretty cool, man. But I don't know. The ultimately, like, we're going for the relationships of things, but we build everything in Unity now, so it doesn't even matter as much. Um. Because you know Unity obfuscates everything that's kind of happening under the hood. But anyways, it's it's like a it's a dev conference, but I'm going just to you know see what's up. And uh, I heard it's crazy. I heard like the keynote is like it's like a three hour wait just to get in the room. Oh my! You know I don't even know if I can keep talking to you right now. I don't know why. I'm so jealous right now. Dude, you can maybe you get a ticket. Have you tried to no, get a ticket? No, I'm not gonna. They sell out in like five minutes. Yeah, you know, you know what I love. You know what I just love so much about me the way the way I work. What? Why? Two thousand and two, I was in third year university. Is that right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand two, I was in third year university, and Andrew Milne, if you're listening, I think he listens sometimes. He bought a Mac, and I made fun of him for. <laughs> Two years, almost every day, about how shitty and stupid he was for buying an obsolete, crappy Mac. And I was so in love with my PCs. And now I've just gone like total, like if, if you met me now, you'd be like, oh man, he probably never, he, he probably never had a PC. He was one of those kids that always had a Mac. I am so... Like when I when I get into something, man, I just go so deep, and I'm you're, just you're a, all you're all about the Kool Aid, the Apple Kool Aid, right a now. Massive, massive hypocrite at the end of the day. 
Uh, I, I I hope they show the air glasses. I don't know, man. They they have a. I don't know how you follow the I/O presentation. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do AR glasses. Like they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna talk about some software updates. They're gonna talk about some watch stuff. It's all gonna. I don't know, man. I, I don't think know this how will you... be. Yeah, I think I think that, so. He, he, here's my take on them. I think they're kind of like Nintendo, where they do this revolutionary thing that's hard to do. They sort of release these weird things for like five years. Then they do another revolutionary thing. So mm-hmm. like the Wii, amazing. The Wii U total piece of shit the switch amazing and then mm-hmm. they'll have like so i feel like we're due for one of these like holy shit moments and i feel like it's gonna it's happen glasses. it's gotta be air glasses i don't know there's not a lot of okay you got you got to know your mac rumors though like there's <laughs> you always know the rumor is real when it starts leaking in the supply chain so mm-hmm. they might have ar glasses and they might demo them but they're not – if the supply chain doesn't start leaking it, as in like prototype specs of people in China who actually have to make a million of these things, mm-hmm. um, then you know that it's not going to happen in the year because they just – Apple can never control their supply chain leaks. All their leaks come from their supply chain. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we would already know if it was the glasses. Um yeah, I, I just think if if they don't, if this is, they need something big in some ways, or this is the year that Google just takes over. Because I, I really feel like uh, like Android wise, like the adoption's huge, and in some ways it's like they're they're the phone is solid, like Android's good. So are, are you Apple, still on the Pixel two? Yeah, I'm on the Pixel two. So when I go to WWDC, I gotta get I gotta get an iPhone before I go because <laughs> you know. In- and wait, do you not like, are you overall, like you're not missing the iPhone? No, not really. There's times I do. Uh, I still have an iPad um, because I think the apps definitely are way better on the iPhone. But I don't know, man, this, this phone is great. Like I use all Google products. I take pictures. I have unlimited Google photo storage, which is just mining for more fucking like image recognition stuff. But um it's free, unlimited storage, which is great. So I never run out of space. The battery life is amazing. Yeah, this phone's great, man. Oh man, well. But I if I if I, I if I if I had this in line, dude, it's over. People are gonna just shit on me so hard at Apple. I, I can't. No, I can't no, do no, that. no, no, no. I don't know about that. I think you can be like, hey, like, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm checking out the competition, guys. Dude, have you ever been to an Apple event and had and, and had an Android phone? It's terrible, dude. It's it's not like I've seen people at these Apple events with Android phone and people like whisper behind them. Are you serious? Yeah, like is that guy nice. is, is that guy using a Pixel? Is that a Nexus? It's what such is that? A, it's such a cult, eh? It's total cult, man. Um, well, but anyway, sign, you, yeah, sign me up. I'm a total. Uh, dev- no, anyway, but you got you got to like wherever you can. I want I want to. I, I yeah, feel like yeah. you you got to give me an audio an audio update after every day. <laughs> Okay, I will. I will. <laughs> just two you, minutes of just two minutes of, uh, of 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 anything you're allowed to talk about. Do do you want to uh, do you want to do an episode intro? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let me do it quick. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm running out of steam here. I got a million ways to get it. Uh-huh. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Uh-huh. 
Now double your money and make a stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one.